you got Rick Fox out here with this curly hair. You want me over pretty boy out here. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm just saying, like, I, man, I he he hustled, bro. He was a I role player, Fox bro. Used the ball, but Rick Fox was man. Rick Fox was in, in Oz. He was a goddamn prisoner in Oz when he was. Did he become did he an get actor by like the Celtics? Bo, yeah, he did become an actor. He also yeah. married Vanessa Williams. He did, but I, I, I'm just like, man, I'm not. Look, look, let me tell y'all something, bro. To to you youngsters that's playing ball. Don't let no nigga with no pretty hair dog you on the court, man. Come on, dog. I'm just saying, uh, I'm just saying, nah, bro. No, I'm not. I, hey, bro, I'm not going for this, bro. You want to be a pretty boy? Go be a model or actor or something, man. Don't be coming out here trying to put buckets on me. That's going to motivate me to dunk on your ass. That's what it's going to make me do. Like, see this pretty boy nigga here? I'm going to dunk on his ass. I'm going to cross his ass up. I'm going to show him. He won't be out here trying to take all the women and shit. I'm going to show your ass. You know what I'm saying? But that, that's just my little rant, rant about Rick Fox. But the, the Lakers back then in the two, early 2000s, they were solid, bro. You, you, you know, they even had Hope Grant over there. Hope Grant was hooping with the boys, man. Man, you called a man Hope Grant. I sure the fuck did. I sure <laughs> Damn, the fuck bro. did. Damn. Who, who yeah. had a twin brother, Harvey Grant, that was actually in the league with the Portland Trailblazers for a little bit. Yeah, Harvey, Harvey was a dog, too, now. Harvey came yeah. But everybody who is also the uncle and and Harvey is the dad of Jeremy Grant that now plays for the Portland Trailblazers. Yep, yep. Jeremy Jeremy can hoop too, man. He, yeah, he, can, he can go. That Laker yeah, team he, though, he, he got hurt. Oh, he's gonna be out for a little while. Oh man, that that Laker team, um, that that one two punch of Kobe Shaq talking about video games from the nineties, right? Could you imagine Kobe and Shaq on NBA Jam? Like that's the one two players you're never losing, right? Yeah, well, know, see, they, take, they, they had take a flight on your ass, but 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 see, but see, Sujay, just the beauty of it, man. They had motherfucking NBA hang time had came out. They was on that bitch, and then then they made NBA Showtime on NBC video game, and you couldn't fuck with them on that. You had Shaq on there, and whoever did the mocap need the ass whip because they had Shaq cross sided on that bitch. You know what I'm <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean, shit, you couldn't fuck with them, bro. Like, if somebody picked them, Shaq Strength 99, Kobe Dunks 99, and shit, he knocking your ass out the air and shit like that. That shit was the fun times, bro. It was the fun times playing them arcade games, you know. To, to Anger, Anger Diamonds, I think. Um, when we were talking about the game changer, right? I think that Laker team also brought back the dominance of the big man, right? So dumping it down to Shaq, letting him go get you 30 in the finals. But I think the dynamic of having Kobe on the wing, being able to also go get you 30 is what made that Laker team damn near unstoppable. Right. And they was damn near unstoppable until... Uh-oh. There go his cue. Can I can I say it angry? Can I talk? Can I speak on it or I can't speak? Just let me know. Can I speak on speak it? Speak on it, brother. All right, thank you, thank you. I've been waiting on this shit. Okay, so all right, so you know, Kobe and Shaq, they they had their internal beefs about, and this 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 toward the youngsters. This ain't towards people our age and older, but they had a beef about who was the man on the team and shit like that. Obviously, Shaq older than Kobe, so he was gonna you know they. Kobe's going to be around longer anyway. But my thing is, they thought it was a good idea. And this is why you can't try to build super teams. The shit just don't work like that. The motherfucker went and got Carl Malone. Now, Carl Malone was out of his prime, you know what I'm saying? 
And they went and got the glove, Gary Payton. You know. And they still had motherfucking Rick Fox over there. You know, now Rick started getting some grays in his head and shit. But, you know, I ain't even going to go on a rant about Rick no more. I didn't see what I had to say. But they went over there trying to get a ring, ring chasing. And they ran across the goddamn Pistons. By the way, uh, Ben Wallace was like on two of the covers of NBA 2K. Oh, starting with NBA 2K5. So another tidbit for you youngsters that's around Lockable's age and younger. I have been playing NBA 2K since the first one came out in 99. It is now 2022. So that should tell you I need to get the fuck up off PS5 playing <laughs> NBA 2K. I should have been retired off that shit. You know what I'm saying? But that's neither here nor there. But getting back to what I was saying, uh, that Pistons team, they had my boy Rasheed Wallace with the patch in the back of his head with the braids and shit. You know, they had Rasheed in the post. He couldn't stop Rasheed. They had Chauncey Billups at the one. They had Rip Hamilton at the two. And Rip Hamilton was just as bad, if not better. And, and it's not in a bad way, but he was just as worse chasing him around screens like Reggie Miller was. Then you had Tayshaun Prince at the three guard. I mean, not the three guard, uh, at the small forward. At the three, yeah. Tayshaun Prince can shoot threes, play hella defense. You had Rasheed Wallace at the four, and you had motherfucking Ben Wallace with the four and the braids when he felt like it at the five. What the fuck are you going to do with that? They had a team of role players. If you wanted to call somebody a star on the team, that would be a toss-up between Rip Hamilton and goddamn uh and she Chauncey Billups. Rasheed Wallace and Chauncey Billups. You could you could flip it between the three of them guys. The bench mob that they had, they had Carlos Will Will uh Williamson, uh Carlos the Junkyard Dog. Yeah, uh the junkyard dog, uh what was his name? Popeye Jones. Uh no, not him, the other guy. That used to play for the uh, Raptors. I forgot his name. They had a bunch of good role players over there, man. And also, uh, to bring it to us today, they had current Lakers coach Darvin Ham on the squad. Oh yeah, sure, sure, the fuck did they did? Hey, hey so and you, hey, do you remember who was also on the the Lakers team that they beat? The dude that's all was all in the news. Emma Doka was on that Lakers team. Yeah, Emma Doka. You know that's an African. And- that's an African. The Lakers had Slava Medvedenko. Yeah, they had him too. They had him. But Emi Udoka, that's an African name for you non Africans out here that's listening to us. Uh, but uh, yeah, he, he uh, they had him over there. But it didn't matter because Rasheed Wallace was killing them boys. Chauncey Billis was killing them boys. Richard Hamilton, a.k.a. Rip Hamilton, was killing them boys. Tayshaun Prince was killing them boys. You know what I'm saying? You had Carl Malone and Gary Payton out of their prime over there trying to hoop. Then you had Derek Fisher over there trying to run the point. And it just didn't work out. Like, them boys were getting destroyed. They pretty much lost to a team of a few stars and the rest role players. You know, so after that shit happened, the Lakers was like, hell nah. So they traded Shaq to the goddamn Heat. And uh, 
GP ended up getting down there with them boys. You know, they also had White Chocolate down there. He was down there with them too. And as uh, Jason Williams. But uh, my whole hold on, hold on now, because the thing about it, you, you, with, with everybody always skip over, you got to talk about the San Antonio Spurs. Because between that Piston ones, the Spurs had won the previous year, and then they won the next year. Oh, yeah. That, oh, no, that, you I was going to touch on that. Quiet as kept. I was about to touch on that. So, see, the thing is, I, I, I mean, hey, you're right. I should have touched on it. But the thing is, it's like they wasn't fucking with Tim Duncan and David Robinson and Sean Elliott and all them boys down there and toilet paper, a.k.a. TP9, a.k.a. Tony Park. They wasn't messing with them boys, you know. Like they 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 couldn't, but uh, Tim Duncan in his younger days, his post game was so ridiculous. It was like, well, what are you gonna do? There's nothing you can do. And he also had David Robinson, big swole ass down there. And what are you gonna do with him? The Admiral could score too. Like they had a, a you know a great team down there. You know it was just by the luck. Of the skin of their teeth that the Lakers was able to make it to the finals that year to go face the Pistons. You know, the early 2000s was something else. You know. And- I mean, man, I'm going to look at it to where, I mean, you know, uh, before his passing, Kobe and Shaq had their sit down and, you know, they kind of reconciled this situation. But if Shaq would have took his conditioning – just a little bit more because, I mean, let's face it. Shaq got by with brute force uh, for most of his game. It was just strictly brute force. It, was, it wasn't about a certain skill set. He just had to stay healthy. And um, you, you couldn't stop him. I mean, they literally had Hack and Shaq where they had to change the rules to where if you hacked them so many times, that they were just going to keep awarding them uh, free throws. And that's another thing. If he could have increased his percentage just a little bit with his free throws made, he he would have shattered the um, all-time scoring record. But, I mean, you know, Shaq, he, you tell him about that, he's like, well, I still got my rings. And it's like, yeah, yeah no one's taking that away from you, but you could have still had so much more. And I think a lot of people's opinion and yeah. that them losing to that Pistons team, getting, getting they fucking ass whooped four one is kind of what was the big fracture between Shaq and Kobe, because neither one of them wanted to lose that. And, you know, to come all that way to lose to that team, it was, it was, it was just something else, but you would think that the Lakers saw what happened when you put a team with a bunch of old superstars. It seemed like they committing the same thing when last year when the Lakers had, as uh, Chuck would say, all those old geezers on there. It didn't work out well. But the thing about that was Kobe said it, and Kobe wasn't hiding that shit. He said it plenty of times. He told Chuck, work on your goddamn conditioning. Work on your game. If if, if, if Mm -hmm, you can mm -hmm. up the par, uh, nothing – if your conditioning is up to par, then we ain't got to worry about shit because they ain't going to be able to stop you. Shaq just, like, as Shaq said, he gained weight because he kept getting hacked in the paint. 
And I'm like, no, motherfucker. Don't just gain weight. Go fucking fucking lift. Go fucking hit hit that weight. I mean, Shaq's strong as a fucking ox. You know what I'm saying? Nobody can stop his ass. Hit the weights, get in the best shape of your life. Have that speed and agility. Ain't shit nobody can do. But you too. Shaq need to keep it 100 and just say you was living that L.A. lifestyle, bro. Yeah, well, I mean, shit, he still was fucking, he still was dominant, bro. Like, I mean, shit, the motherfucker. I mean, the big nigga 7-1 and, and shit. I mean, 7-1 strong as a fucking ox. Who gonna stop him? Man, nobody what? gonna stop Shaq, bro. But that's what I'm saying. Nobody. Like, like the, the, the early 2000s, man, I mean, shit, and then we gonna roll to when the Sixers went to the finals. And my boy, AI, took them boys to the finals against the Lakers. Now, I they have a snowball's chance in hell. I wanted AI them to win. They won the first game. But I knew I knew for a fact. See, if Iverson had people that could actually who, that, that was a star or two, shit, they'd have gave them a run for their money. Because Iverson had, to me, Iverson had the most goddamn heart in the league at the time. You know? Oh yeah, he was he was definitely going, man. I mean, bro, like you say, dude was under six feet, probably about a buck eighty, was going up against them Titans in the lane, getting laid on his back. He 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 popularized the uh the shoulder sleeve to this day. You know, I mean his impact on the game was so was so to and, me so monumental to where it ushered in a whole new era for the league. And everybody um, that, that well that was wearing braids and shit. Was because of Iverson. I remember. I well, had, yeah, the yeah. braids, the tats, yep. the sleeves, the headbands. The, his whole his whole thing was um was was anti-conformist to what the league was because you know most of the nineties. Oh, you know, you need to be more like Mike. You need to come with wingtips. You need to come with suit boot cut uh, suit pants leg. That's uh fucking fifty hey, inch inseam. Hey, hey, can I, um, can I can I go on a rant right quick on that? He wants, they want, man, let me tell you something. David Stern was stressed the fuck out. Now I can really speak on that shit. Now since we did 2000, let me tell y'all, y'all said something. Go look on YouTube. Iverson accepted the goddamn Rookie of the Year Award with a do-rag on. The motherfucker accepted the MVP <laughs> Award with a do-rag on and a big-ass diamond chain and a goddamn Phillies jersey, I believe. It was some kind of big-ass jersey. They had he had David Stern mad in a motherfucker, you know what I'm saying? He had he had he, he didn't know what to do. He got David Stern got so mad everybody had to come to the to the league for years in suits, suited and booted everybody, because people was walking around with do rags, baggy pants, you know, big jerseys and shit. That's you know that's how we dressed back in the 2000s, you know, the early 2000s. You know, like you had baggy pants big enough to fit a goddamn Draco in there. They wouldn't even know you had that shit on you, you know. But uh, yeah, obviously they ain't give a fuck. I, I mean, when he won that 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 MVP, motherfucker had do rag on with big ass blinged out earrings. That shit was awesome, you know. And then when he went on his rant about practice, that shit there forever would be cemented in history because I gotta agree with the man. You the goddamn league MVP and your coach tripping about practice. You the fucking star. What the fuck you gonna practice on? How to make your teammates better? Shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you the goddamn MVP. 
what the fuck you need to practice? I'm, I'm just saying. I, I, I mean, you know, you go to practice. You go to practice to work on your game, and you go on, you go to practice to work on things that you might be weak at. I mean, fuck Iverson. You know, like T Mac and Kobe said, if Iverson was six five or better, he'd be a goddamn terror in the league. They lucky he wasn't six five or, or, or better. You know what I'm saying? So I mean. I, I just, you know, I just wish that front office would have got Iverson some 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 help. You know what I'm saying? They they could have given the because the East, they were nobody fucking with him in the East except uh, Vince Carter and the Raptors. You know what I'm saying? But they whooped Vince and them ass because shit, they you know they had some meltdowns and shit like that. Vince want to go fucking get his degree and shit, and then try to come play. Iverson the next day, I was like, nigga, I'm trying to send you home. You know what I'm saying? That's what the fuck happened. You know? So, I mean, them, them, them early 2000s, man, them balls were scrapping, man. They, they, they was hooping, bro. You know? You, you saying Aaron McKee wasn't enough help for AI in the finals? <laughs> Eric Snow. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Eric Snow, like, he, he wasn't enough? Fuck no. Fuck no. You... <laughs> Let me tell you, Dikembe. Come on, man. Dikembe was at the backside of his career, bro. Y'all know the fuck. Look, y'all know the line. I tell y'all, line up. It was Eric Snow, Iverson, Aaron McKee, Tyrone Hill, Matumbo. Then it was Jermaine Jones. You know what I'm saying? Coming out off off the bench, George fucking Lynch. Fucking. Oh, I forgot Matt, about George Lynch. Yeah. Matt fucking. Matt fucking Geiger. Todd McCullough. Come on, bro. You need I look, that was my dogs back there. I was a huge Philly fan. Come on now. No boy they had a chance in hell, man. You could have got Joe the fucking plumber off the street to play with them boys. We got we got the Tyrone Lou step over game from AI in that finals, though. Yeah, you did. You did. And then you know Tyrone Lou grew his hair out because he wanted uh to be like AI. And AI crossed the fuck out his ass. You know what I'm saying? Embarrassing. AI shook his ass. Yeah, it was it was it was it was in, in embarrassing to say the least. That was the but, second. Um, the only thing that was the second one, right? No, that was the first. Um, that was game one. No, no, and I mean, won. but that was the, that was the Lakers' second of that in that three P, right? Did they beat the Pacers in the first? One? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they did. Yeah, that was the second one. But I mean, shit. Them boys, like AI, like I say, David Stern was stressed out. I forgot. Oh yeah, uh, to you, y'all youngsters, he AI also being from uh, Newport News, Virginia, aka Bad News, Virginia, aka the hood. If you ever been there, ain't nothing but the fucking hood. Uh, he uh, he also was good at rapping. He made a rapper album, but that shit got shelved because. That shit wouldn't even fly today. If they'd have released that shit today, they'd have canceled AI, man. <laughs> he was saying the F word all like I ain't talking about fuck. I'm talking about fact. He was saying all that shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, <laughs> so, God damn, man. So, Go say it anyway, huh? I know, bro. Like, nah, why? Man, we're not calling we're not calling anybody that. I'm just saying that's what he was saying on the song. We're not calling nobody that. And he can't cancel us for saying referencing what he was saying. But uh, he was saying all of that shit and, you know, talking about, you know, just, 
gangster shit. So it was stressing David Stern the fuck out. Y'all think Kyrie getting done wrong by the fucking Nets? David Stern was like, motherfucker, you put this album out, you never play the league again. You know what I'm saying? Like, he he had some heat on him. He had referees. He had referees that had it out for him. He even said, he was like, yeah, we're going we gonna to show your ass AI. You know, like, he, he had everybody against him. You know what I'm saying? You know, just because of who he was and how his image was. You know, but... Hey, hey, hey. Angry, I'm 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 a derailer for a second here, but I'm interested. Do you, you think Allen Iverson, um, and of course the question's open to 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 Lockable and Koyo too, right? But do you think Allen Iverson had a bigger imprint on this decade than Kobe or Shaq did? Which I think I would say I would, I would say most definitely Allen Iverson did. For the simple fact, like I say. We, we we can go with the like you say we as we mentioned before the style of the braids the tats uh, wearing the arm sleeve you know the bad boy persona which they try to depict them in the media um, what AI was able to accomplish with his uh, frame and his tenacity to where this dude was fearless and he showed yet again with Jordan. Uh, showed in the 90s he showed it even more that you don't have to be seven foot tall to be a superstar in this league yeah you don't have to be six eight to be a, a dominant force in this league because like you say you know koyo mentioned the names of players on that team i mean let's keep it a fucking buck that was a bunch of fucking nobodies on that son bitch. And he <laughs> took us to get to go against the Lakers, who were Titans where you had prime Kobe and sort of on the way decline, but still in this kind of prime shack. And he was still feels where he wasn't like, well, I guess I'll go ahead and get my ass sweet. No, AI was a dog with it, and he was ready for that. And that ushered in a style of play to where uh strength isn't gonna be my strength. Um, you know, my height isn't going to be my strength, but my quickness and my knowledge of the game, you know, is it, it, going to dominate. And that led to players like uh, the aforementioned Gilbert Arenas. Um, that led to players like Westbrook being taken serious when he was in his prime because, you know, his physical ability with his speed and jumping ability and everything, I mean, it's just, to me, their speed and ability to get to the basket and their fearlessness is similar to the brute force quality of Shaq just being so damn strong and so tall to where it's like, I'm a, I work you boys. I hope y'all can keep up because, you know, bridging that gap, when AI came to league, his most famous move was crossing over MJ, right? So he made a statement coming in that, hey, I'm here. I belong to be here. Y'all fuck with me. And, and here's another fun fact for you youngsters. AI didn't come up with that crossover. He had a teammate of his at Georgetown where he went to college at teaching that move, and he perfected it. And yeah. that team, they fucking suck right now. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> they do suck. But, I mean... Davis, like I said, Iverson, out of all the, all the people in the league, Iverson stressed Davis Stern out during his tenure. I'm telling you that. He stressed him out the most. 
He just came. Uh, <laughs> who, who else was there? Was a nigga, there was a nigga named Dennis Rodman. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. All right. But <laughs> yeah, Dennis Rodman was cutting up. But, bro, I'm talking about like Dennis Rodman ain't getting no rule changes in for a minute. Like, David Stern was so mad at Iverson. He outlawed that goddamn uh, crossover. He said he was palm with a ball. You know what I'm saying? He, uh, you know, he was mad. He didn't. He couldn't buy do rags no more to the press conference. Them big ass jerseys and jeans you had to be suited and booted. You know, they he they ain't want you hanging with rappers. They ain't want you making rap albums, even though people did it. Cause I mean, shit, Shaq made a goddamn platinum rap album where he was with the Magic and shit. You know, but uh. With the food snickins. Yeah, but Iverson is a gangsta ass nigga. You know what I'm saying? From the hood. Not saying Shaq ain't from the hood, but shit, Shaq ain't no gangster. Shaq ain't get arrested when he was in high school. You know what I'm saying? But if y'all want to know more about that, y'all got to go watch that documentary on Iverson. You know what I'm saying? It'll explain everything. But yeah, uh, Shaq, Shaq yeah, probably was a man, right? So he had that discipline in him from a kid. Obviously, was a pure athlete, man. Yeah. Not, not to cut you off, Sue Jag, my bad. No, all good. Yeah. Nah, nah, yeah, nah, you good, bro. But yeah, Iverson, you right. Iverson, yeah, he was cold at football, just like LeBron. You know, he was cold like, at football. Iverson was playing quarterback and well, uh, corner. Since you mentioned him, um, let's get into that year, um, 2003, where Arguably, some would say maybe that 96 uh, draft class, but a lot of people say that 2003 draft class might have been one of the best. Uh, Coming up, you know, number one was LeBron James going to the Cavs. Uh, Number two was, we don't even mention his name. Darko uh, Milicic. That was one of the biggest mistakes the Detroit Pistons (laughs) made. Uh, But number three... You got Carmelo <laughs> Anthony, four Chris Bosh, and rounding out the top five, you had Dwayne Wade. Hey, These brother, guys, Pistons was fucking stupid for that shit, man. You could have picked <laughs> any one of them motherfuckers, and you made your team instantly better. And hey. they'd have got Carmelo. If they'd have took Carmelo, they'd have been ten times better than what the fuck they was. The Pistons pulled the Trailblazers that they had a two guard that you mentioned earlier on their team already, so they felt like they didn't need Melo or D Wade. Yeah, I mean they were coming on the height of you know winning the championship and shit, and then they thought, oh, this is gonna last forever. Man, but the, you the, know the best player available when you drafted, not. Oh, well, nah, we don't need man. this motherfucker. You picked the best. Nah, player, bro, you can't do that. You can't do that because that's not taking in politics. That's not taking in the politics of that team and the dynamics. Because if you got a superstar nigga and he sees his replacement, uh, you're going to have a motherfucking problem in that locker room. Man, no, bro. You, you're not drafted. Like, no. What I'm saying is you take the best. See, I need me a motherfucking GM in the league. You take the best player available, but not because you're going to replace your star player. Of course, that would be stupid. You know, that's going to cause chaos. That's trade bait. Be like, all right, well, shit, we need to fill this slot, so we're going to trade this pick for that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, shit, the biggest fucking finesse 
I've seen as far as drafting and trading in the league had to be the fucking Hornets and the goddamn Lakers when they got COVID. You know what I'm saying? For Vladi Divac. For Vladi Divac. Plus five for the the tone that you said it in. Huh? What'd you say, Suja? Yeah, you said Vladi Divac. Yeah, Vladi Divac, like Shaq, Vladi Divac. But no, I'm just saying, like, that's the biggest fucking finesse. Slash fleece I've seen in my fucking life. Anybody with since new COVID. Yeah, uh, um, I'm gonna tell you, yeah, because of COVID, who he was. But uh, I tell you what, uh, the Utah Jazz looking like they about to have a hold my beer moment for getting all them picks out of Minnesota for Rudy Gobert. Oh yeah, sure. well they shit. are. They the, the the Jazz. Y'all thought I was trolling when I said, "How about the Jazz for see did motherfucking Jordan Clarkson ain't no scrub. That motherfucker can hoop. You know what I'm saying? And then the fucking Cavs, the Cleveland Cavaliers benefited from getting out of it. They doing straight. They good over there. You know what I'm saying? But oh, they do. They doing well to to where I mean they had a young group last year. So it's like, hey, these boys gonna make some noise once they get it together and stay. You know, more time as a unit. But uh, I mean, I'm sorry to sidetrack it, but. Yeah, um, that old three man. When LeBron came in the league, and was that the last year that you could go out of high school? Yeah, that's when they changed. Oh, no. That was the last one. Because what? J.R. Smith came in that old three class too, didn't he? Late round, didn't he? Like, it was yeah. Late. I mean, I think he was a little bit later, but I, I know that was like the last year where you could go straight from high school uh, to the league. Yeah, but yeah, that that that. That draft class basically was a new, new kids that just ushered in a new, a new era of the league where you kind of had that, you know, um, who was going to pick up the mantle and carry this league, you know, forward after Jordan retired because, you know, we really didn't want to touch on it because we really don't recognize that shit is his thing as the player personnel GM and then turn into player with the Wizards, uh, that team stunk, but yeah. it was Jordan and we watched. Man, Jordan. <laughs> but, um, no, good. They, made the, they made the playoffs. They made the playoffs, yeah. yeah. Jordan they stunk. Okay, 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 okay. Besides Jordan, Rip Hamilton, and Kwame Brown, name me some other players on that team. Gilbert Arena Fuck it, I'll give you another one. Eton, Eton Thomas. Ethan Thomas, Deshaun Stevenson, they had drafted him over there. They had Karan Butler. Uh, Haywood. Brendan I mean, Hayes. yeah, bro. Like, them jerseys was ugly as fuck, um, but that team sucked. We wanted them to be something. We want, man, shit, I don't give a shit. Hell, <laughs> look, look at the playoff tournament last year. Niggas went to the playoffs man, and they do shit. That. Fuck that shit, bro. The motherfucker went to nah, the Nah, bro. Nah, bro. You, you know, you know, and I know that team fucking sucked. You was Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Nigga, nigga, you called yourself Black Jesus. Michael nigga, you won six championships in the 90s. You won six championships in the 90s. You shouldn't have came back, nigga. But you know what? You so competitive to where you like, nigga, I could play with these niggas right now. Man, but Mike was and you up. came Mike back. Was putting up, uh, Michael Average. Man, I don't give a shit. That team sucked. They went to the motherfucking playoffs, bro. <laughs> How you gonna say the motherfucker sucked? They went to the goddamn playoffs. 
I mean, they shit, sucked. Nobody knew they were going. <laughs> I mean, you knew they were going to win no championship, but the motherfucker wasn't that fucking bad. It was way worse. Man, what the fuck? He going to the playoffs if he don't want to win a championship? <laughs> man, the nigga can't make them niggas win the fucking games. They he can only man, Mike was only do so much, bro. Come on now, this ain't rocket science here. Deep, we knew the motherfucker. Nah, I mean, shit. Nah, bro. You know how competitive that dude is. He's not gonna go there just for a a, a attaboy or a, a um a volunteer merit uh, ribbon or whatever you want a, a participation trophy. That nigga wanted to get in there and be like, you know what? Uh, I want to win. You gonna win, all right? You gonna win your ass out the first round of the playoffs is what you gonna do. So that's what the fuck happened, man. Yeah, but this is the thing. Okay, you know. The only time Jordan didn't make the playoffs is those two times. Uh, no. Yeah, the two times he didn't make it with the Wizards in his whole career. Man. You know that shit was burning him up on the inside. Hey, bro. The man wanted to still play. He, he, he still had that itch to play. But Jordan, you know, you know, you know how he could have still played, not retired in the goddamn nineties to go play some baseball for the goddamn Baron, uh, man, whatever no Baron Samet is, uh, Alabama Birmingham Barons, plus five, uh, Baron, White Sox, plus five. I was about to say, you gotta Sox. give him his points for that Baron Samet reference. <laughs> Jesus, well, uh, the White Sox affiliate to play baseball. Shit, you know what he could have done? He could have played those two years in the 90s, got through in 1998, go holler at Barry Big Head Bonds, get on the clear the cream and the juice, and he could have went and played baseball then. That's what I wanted to see. I want we should have saw we should have saw a booked up, a booked up MJ on the juice, knocking home runs out the park with Barry Bonds. The man daddy had just got killed, bro. He said he had nothing enough to prove in the fucking league. Like, how, how, how you just going to skip over this shit, bro? The man daddy got murdered, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on now. My real daddy lost my slap, dad. And it's not about fight. I'm fighting demons. This man I'm here. I'm fighting demons. It's, excuse him. No, I mean, in all actuality, I mean, yeah, that was sad. I, I, I'm, I, I'm bullshitting, but at the same time, you know, are you bullshitting? Because hey, if you are plus hey, five again, hey, if you ain't hey, giving hey, my points back, hey, bro, I'm bullshitting. You know, all right, so I'll give, give you another five on that one. All but right, all I'm saying, right, how you gonna get mad at MJ for fucking going to play baseball? That man said he was his heart wasn't in it no more, and then he said, You know what, I'm gonna come back. Because when, when Mike came back to the league, that motherfucker got put out the fucking playoffs. By the fucking magic with shaking them because he came mm-hmm. back with the four five. You know what I'm saying? When I come back like Jordan win the four five, it ain't to play games with you. It's the aim at you. I know. I was about to say it too. I was thinking about the same thing. But I'm just saying, like, Mike went to the Wizards and and, and, and Mike is a horrible ass GM. He's a horrible GM. He can't pick players to save his fucking life. You know. All them horrible ass picks the Wizards had, you know, the the the, the best pick they had in a while was, you know, and around that time was uh, the Hibachi, you know, and even he said he fell to the uh, he fell to the second round because you know he was trolling them boys in the interviews and shit, but 
I mean, that's neither here nor there. But for you, the to only say, player hey, you need to know that Michael Jordan drafted to confirm what you just said is Adam Morrison. It's the only name you need to mention. Oh man, yeah, they put. Let me tell you, Adam Morrison is so horrible. <laughs> they put that motherfucker on the copy of that NCAA basketball game. You know, they had nerve put him on. I forgot what year it was, but shit, I'm like, man, motherfucker played a few <laughs> years, and you ain't shit. Nobody knows. I know who that is. We know who it is, but most people don't know. Another that. another Gonzaga hype job, man. You oh, you know what? I'm gonna give you. You know, you gonna give me some points. Right now, speaking of hype jobs, let's talk about running Tory out. He was from Gonzaga, and who the fuck he? Oh, who the, fuck, who the fuck he was the hype man for? Kobe fucking Bryant. You see, you talking about hype job every time Kobe don't oh, yes, Kobe, yes, Kobe. That's awesome. That's awesome. Every time he get a rebound and give Kobe the ball and he shoot it, yes, Kobe. I got an assist. That's awesome. It's he, like man, he got a ring on yeah. that on that fourteen, didn't he? He was there. Was Tor- yeah, was Tori off on that, that team at the end of that decade, the end of the, the 2000s? He was there. Man, man, hey, what, what was that nigga that, that wore that goddamn suit with that hat? Um, <laughs> Maki Walker. Samaki so Walker. Boy, niggas, niggas used to wear some wild-ass shit on Number draft 52, night, boy. Hey, hey, Walker. hey, but for the record, though, do you realize how obscure, who was the nigga in the suit with the hat? And I just came up with the name. Hey, nigga, you knew exactly who I was talking about. That's why I you did. my dog. You knew exactly who I was talking about. I did. Because it's like, bruh, bruh, you remember that shit. I do. I do. Nigga's fish used to be wild, fam. Um, he was. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, going back with, with the Lakers and like I say, uh, ushering in LeBron, he, uh, <laughs> he, he, he got tired in Cleveland, fam. Like, it didn't take LeBron long to where he's just like, uh, I see why shit fucked up in Cleveland. Uh, yeah, because he didn't give me no goddamn help. to the finals. Yeah, uh, yeah like, just you like AI right. did. You got damn right, Lockwood. You got damn right. Them motherfucking, wait, wait, shit, Tim Duncan, let me tell you, them niggas were so trans, they ain't even had to really play Tim Duncan in the finals, right. bro. Like, man. You had fucking our renewable, fucking Jamario Moon and all these motherfuckers like Zil Junas. That nigga sound. That nigga sound like a made up player. <laughs> <laughs> you know, shit. You had uh, what's what's his name? That Daniel Booby Gibson. He was too fucking worried about being married to Keisha Cole ass instead of playing ball. Like man. You know, you had gunslinger over there. You know, and I, I hate that that man' mental health is, you know, just making him. Be you talking, yeah. talking about the you talking about the gunslinger Milvana? Yeah, yeah, smash mm-hmm. LeBron mom. That shit. That was oh, we could have left that oh, out of the pod, man. Hey, yeah, hey, 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 man, he did it. Well, yes, we won't get sponsored by Nike over here, but uh, <laughs> you know, I just, <laughs> just just saying. reporting, just reporting the facts, brother. <laughs> hey, hey, Adidas, we'll take y'all, man. Yeah, we'll, we'll I know we don't we but, don't uh, want to just to devolve into Jordan versus LeBron, but I think LeBron carrying that Cavs team is what catapulted the discussion to okay, maybe this dude really is gonna be one of the greats. Right. That calf team it was is. trash. 
it was, it it was, I, I, I definitely agree with you because even though he came in the league and you know he he was doing pretty well, of course he had to find his footing into the NBA. With him doing that, it kind of solidified like, oh, he was definitely worth the hype. He's definitely that dude. And now, mind right. you, he's he's you know coming up, solidifying that I'm that guy that you know they say I am. But meanwhile, on the West, you got Kobe Bryant that's pissed off. Uh, Shaq just left. Um, Kobe's looking like, okay, what I'm gonna do now? This is kind of what I wanted. Maybe not how I wanted, but it's what I wanted. So he had to go through his growing pains, even though he's a three-time champion. He still almost had to start back from scratch. Dang near. Because, I mean, it was – I mean, if we're going to keep it a buck, it was pretty contentious with Kobe and the Lakers after Shaq left. And, you know, Kobe asked for a trade to the Bulls, right? Like, that's documented. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yep. Also, he tried to get KG – out there to right. the LA. Yep. So I mean, dude was trying to dude was trying to make the moves like, yeah, I ain't I ain't about to play too many of these games, these losing seasons and shit. And you I, you I know, think, as we say, Spurs just getting championships and shit. Yeah, I think Cole's fourth ring, the one where uh they got Gasol on there that man, don't make me lie to you. Oh seven, oh eight, I forget what year it was. Um but I think Cole's fourth ring was the most, like the most relevant for Cole's legacy because he carried that team. I just saw him as a superstar in his own right. But Cole was the unquestioned leader. Like you said, he had to shake back from Shaq leaving. You had the Spurs still being the Spurs with Tim Duncan in his prime. And uh, they had just built that super team, I think, with uh, KG, Paul Pierce, and Ray Allen in Boston. Yeah, that that team was in that big three, um, but I, you know, I want to touch on a few things. Like I said, um, you know, even with LeBron, you know, cementing his fact that he was worth the hype, you got to talk about that year where um, another one of his draft mates was uh, solidifying himself as that guy, Dwayne Wade, with uh, Shaq. Yeah, with him basically dragging Shaq. I say the way D-Wade dragged Shaq to that championship is similar how um, – what the hell is that boy that played for the Broncos and played for the Bills now? Um, went to Texas A&M. Oh, uh, Von Miller? Damn it. Yeah, the way Von Miller dragged the broken neck Peyton Manning to that Super Bowl. Oh, I was uh, like, where are we going with this? Okay, yes, yes. The, 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 the way you had a young talent basically uplift the old veteran to get him that final championship, okay? That's how I look at Dwayne Wade um, when he had to go against the Mavs because a lot of us saw in that series, where that playoff, that nigga D-Wade kicked into another gear to where it was like, okay, I see I'm not going to get the help I need. I see that I'm going to need to be the one to win this goddamn game. And he took that shit and he ran with it. 
Because, I mean, bruh, Shaq wasn't Shaq no more, bruh. And, you know, y'all talked about it when it was uh, white chocolate down there. I mean, hell, they had James, you know, James Posey. <laughs> Shit, there and Anton is. Walker got his championship. Big headed ass, you know, Paul Walker working at Starbucks as a goddamn barista. What a shame to see. Shit, you know who else was working at Starbucks where he said he lost his money? Goddamn Vin Baker. Oh yeah, Vin Baker. Because he was he was with the Sonics when the guy you know started Starbucks Seattle. I mean, let's get on a whole other thing or whatever. But D Wade, <laughs> him getting that championship, I think he'll put that uh, battery in LeBron back. And it also put that one in Cole back. Because, like I say, uh, Cole wasn't going to be going for that bullshit for too much longer, bro. You know, he, he was like, hey, bro, I ain't staying here to be out here bullshitting with but, y'all. But actually, he was for the bullshit because he wanted to get traded to the Bulls. Wow, plus five. I see what you did there. Uh, thank you. But thank the, you. The, 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 thing, the thing about it is, he 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 hooped and hollered until they had to make some moves because, like I say, Tim Duncan and and Greg Papadoc just steadily stacking them championships on the low, just steadily stacking championships in the midst of this. But then, like I say, you know, as Sujag was referring to, like okay, Lockable, well, you remember when uh the big three came in Boston? Uh, mm-hmm. they went against the Lakers. Talking about and, and, and big ticket. Uh, Rondo and Allen. Well, big ticket, the truth, and uh, Allen, Rondo. They they really uh, wanted to get rid of Rondo's ass. If we uh, gonna keep it a hundred, yeah. They they wanted to get rid of his ass. Like, man, we need a real veteran point guard. But Rondo, Rondo, mad niggerish, and he wasn't going for that shit. And they they was able to get it done against the Lakers. Yeah, um, I remember that. Famously, story. that's Kevin Garnett. With his anything is possible, he got his what one and only ring. Yeah. Um. I mean, you know, they they bitched and complained about it, but they really started that whole big three big shit three movement. Yep. Which have LeBron uh move into Miami's area because you know, of course, he was with a bunch of nobodies and got tired of carrying them twenty four seven. So I mean, once he got. Once he got over to Miami, I mean, they did lose that series against the Mavericks that year. And they and shouldn't have lost that motherfucker. They, they shouldn't have lost that I'm series. I'm going to take my talents to South Beach. I'm going to take my talents to South Beach. Can we talk? Oh, can we touch on that real quick, though? Yeah, sure. The decision Look, I'm a, I'm a, and how that shit, I wanna, I how wanna, that shit was overblown. I want to say something real quick about that. The reason people hate LeBron James is because he did that goddamn – Special on ESPN at the Boys and Girls yeah. announcing where the fuck he was gonna go instead of just saying, "All right, well, I'm going to the Heat," you know. Then the motherfucker does the, uh, and I'm a LeBron fan, but you know he does. I gotta call him out when he's wrong. He does the goddamn shit with D Wade and Chris Bosh. Not one, not two, not three, not four, <laughs> not five, not six. You can't count in the era. And we was getting into the era of social media then. You can't count them fucking ducks or the eggs in the basket or whatever 
and don't hash the motherfuckers. You can't do that shit, bro. <laughs> Motherfucker gonna hold you to that shit. If LeBron would have said, like, the decision shit, okay, people's like, well, I don't know why he did that. They would let that shit ride. But if he wouldn't have said, if he'd have just said, hey, we're gonna try to do what we can do and, and try to bring some championships here, people would have left him the fuck alone. But the fact that he put a number on how many he was gonna win, people root People root every year against that man to lose uh, championships. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, shit, he should. He got four rings. Really, he should have five because they shouldn't have lost. Yeah. They blew it to the uh, Mavericks, bro. Yeah, they should you have had five. Saying? He should have five easily. Yeah, he should have had five rings, maybe six. Maybe six when they lost that year you? to the uh, Spurs. Four. Oh, okay. You kind of think you talking about the, yeah. the warrior yeah. area era? Yeah. yeah no, but... no. Okay, Lanka. But like I said, you come from you you come from a different generation, and you know you've been a, a long LeBron fan. What did you think about the decision? Like, did did it matter really to you I mean, on, on him doing it? I mean, at the time, I'm like, I, well, now I'm older. I kind of look back at things. I'm young, so I care less about stats and stuff. But <laughs> I do. I mean, he didn't have nobody. Cleveland wasn't trying to help build nobody. So he had to figure a way to, like he said, try to learn how to win. So he went to Miami. You know, he got D Wade over there. Chris Bosch is over there now. You know, and the boys was clicking. That's when LeBron, I think, yeah, the Miami, he was LeBron's prime years in basketball. So LeBron was like a cheat code in every which way possible, especially in video games. He was the equivalence to Shaq and Kobe back in y'all's days. 99 everything. But, Jordan, I mean, he's decision... equivalent to Jordan on the game, bro. Not Shaq and Kobe. Hey, there we go. Yeah, Jordan. But, I mean, I don't see nothing wrong with the decision. I mean, he came back. He got him a championship like he promised he did, you know, and then he uh, peaced out and went to L.A., you know, and Cleveland's kind of was left with just Kevin Love, if I'm not mistaken. He's, which still, there. he's still there. He's, he's still, still there making there. money. But, I mean, I don't see nothing wrong with that move, personally. Yeah, but I, I just thought, man, they, 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 they blew that shit way out of proportion, man. And, and you know, it's like Koyo said that a lot of people became haters of LeBron for that. But I'm like, Y'all just wanted a reason to kind of, you know, feel that way because he 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 did a good deed for the the boys and men, the boys and girls club where they received a major donation. Now, is it can? I mean, is it a little like why you doing all that? It's a little more of the theatrics, but that was kind of where the league and social media was kind of leaning towards. Because you had the prominence of right now, the NFL is number one. It's untouchable. It's an unstoppable force that hasn't met uh, an immovable object yet to where it's so high in the, the, the threshold of sports to where, you know, the top 100 things on TV, probably 70, 75% of it is NFL games. And for NBA, since it's less of them, they have to market themselves more. So you know who they are. And, you know, he never thought about just staying in Cleveland. He never thought about the United States. LeBron always had aspirations to be global. 
because that's what Jordan did, and LeBron wanted to follow Jordan. He but saw you, Kobe going into China. You know LeBron what, wanted to be in China. But you know what Kobe and Jordan didn't do? They ain't get on the goddamn TV and say, not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six championships. You can't put a number. <laughs> hey, because that, bro, I'm just no. If you wanna, if you wanna hate him on that, I, I can get that. I can get that. But they hate on him sitting down with Jim Gray. Man. And him being, I'm gonna take my tennis to South Beach. Cause they ain't wanna because at the time, bro. All right, so we're literally me and well, we showed our we tell our age, we literally uh a year younger than LeBron. So I mean shit. We so Well, we, I mean shit, I'm, I'm, I'm nineteen days. I'm, I'm 19 days okay, behind him. Okay, motherfucker. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> anyway, I got what you. What I'm saying is, so, I mean, we, we was there from, from day one watching him, you know, from high school and shit, because we was in fucking high school. You know what I'm saying? So, it's like, look, the thing is, the people that was watching would be like our parents and, you know, shit like that, and older siblings, you know, if we have them. So they felt some type of way. It's like, man, Jordan and Kobe ain't do that shit. The fuck, he coming out here saying, "Oh, I'm gonna win this." So you know that that harbored that harbored people saying, "Well, I don't like LeBron because he on TV saying he gonna do this, this, and that." Just shut up, you know. That was kind of the era of just shut up and do what you got to do, and and leave it on the court and prove it like that. You know what I'm saying? So that's where a lot of that hate comes from. Because when he was in Cleveland. Nobody was hating on LeBron. Everybody was like, oh, man, this dude, he is awesome. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't believe he's taking this sorry-ass team as far as he take. That's what people were saying. He was the underdog. But he turned into the fucking villain when he had that goddamn press conference talking about not one, not two, not three, not four, not five. You can't count your fucking championships. And then, because people going to be waiting. They're going to be like, you know, all right. You know, like that gift people use. We're waiting. Well, we're waiting. Okay, where the fucking championship at? Okay, you won this one. Where the rest of the fucking championships? So I, I think that's kind of what got people feeling the way they feel, you know, now. And then it's like now that he's in his backside of his career, you know, the fucking Lakers are a shit show and shit. And it's just, you know, it's just a, it's just not a good look, you know. And I, McCoy, I, I mean, it's, it's, do, do you also Go think ahead. like like Braun came up with his high school games being on no, television? I'm Go ahead. Right, like his, his high school games were on TV. So I think Braun, from a marketing standpoint, had a different view to to Angry Donald's point. Right, a different view of what he wanted to do for his brand and himself, like early on. And so I I don't the decision to me. Uh, you, you guys said it right. I think they over people overblow like what impact that had on his personality and, and his legacy and things like that, right? Right. Anger Dama said that the Boys and Girls Club got a ton of money. Um, he got an interview with Jim Gray, who was the prominent, like, sit-down person for the NBA. Um, and uh, it's it's like a, a, a snapshot in the legacy of, of LeBron. I just think personally that LeBron was just different from 16 years old because St. Vincent, St. Mary games were on TV. He saw people making money off of his likeness before he can make any money off mm-hmm. of it. So he always had this get-back mentality that as soon as he got to the league and his name was everywhere, that he wanted to do 
just like Anger Diamond said, Cove and 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 MJ, like my name is gonna be on billboards in China. And I get the misstep about the number of championships when he had the jersey, when they had the whole rollout and that pep rally for when they signed with the Heat. But to me, man, I think people. <laughs> I think people just hate on on Bron because he has had this level of sustained success, sustained sustain. I don't know why this messed me up. Sustained success <laughs> when he was in right. sixteen years old, and now we year twenty, and we still talking about Bron as being one of the top ten players in the NBA. Yeah, but I mean, he lived up to the hype. That's the thing. Like, it's always going to be people that want to see you fail, and I mean, he lived up to the hype. I mean, he, you know, he never faltered or swayed away from that. And I mean, like, I mean, like I say, the boys and gloves, the, the the decision thing, it wasn't a bad thing. It was for a good cause, like Angry Diamond said. But it was just people really, I mean, it's just counting the championships thing. That's all. And it's just because it was a bunch of older people that was mad about that shit. And, you know, they kind of pass it down to their kids and shit. Cause Man, like, oh, I- Okay, I'm gonna say pass down because there's a lot of young motherfuckers hating them. I'm just like I don't. They be like I don't like to do. I'm like they ain't did nothing to you, but I think the young um, can't say that because they mad because he's that good at this day and age, still competing with yeah. these young cats like John Morant, Zion, Lamelo, and all them boys. That's why they mad because they, they miss Kobe. So, I mean, R.I.P. Kobe. I mean, that was they guy before Bron came in the league. But when Bron took over. You know they couldn't. They couldn't uh, live with that. They couldn't live that he was well, outdoing well, everybody. Well, that would be if you talking about that's Kobe. That would be like us, our generation, really. Like it. We, we, well, we, I'm we, saying people in my age group yeah. were hardcore Kobe fans. Yeah, what they I'm was saying. Kobe. Yeah, they was Kobe fans. But a lot of your age group like they they like uh, Steph Curry too, and a lot of them was well, mad as hell when LeBron. And that Cleveland team whooped them boys that year. Boy, well, was is that really my age group? Because Curry didn't really show up on the scene till when? 2000 what? That's like, like I'm talking about, 15, on, I know he was 16. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, at this point, I'm 15, 16 years old. I I mean, I'm kind of way before that. Curry had a lot of younger people, younger than me at that point. Yeah, Curry but I'm pulling threes but, from half court like it ain't nothing. I'm talking about people that that could appreciate because in, in your teenage years at that age you appreciate the game and you pretty much know who you like and that, that's what I mean. Like I ain't talking about them kids. Them kids don't know shit. They still trying to figure it out. You know what I'm saying? Right. They just gonna go with what they what they know. But I mean, uh, it's that that's that's my point. It's like people hate on like shit. My pops and my uncle they sit there and say. I don't like LeBron James. Why you don't like him? All he does is cry. Okay. Jordan cried. Kobe cried. Magic Everybody cried. cried. You know, and then they say, oh, Jordan was all right, but he had shit on Dr. J. You know what I'm saying? That's it, It's like every old head goes to that. And it's like, yeah, I understand you grew up and Dr. J was the best thing since sliced bread. I get it. You know what I'm saying? But, I mean, that's that's kind of how I look at it. You know, when people be hating on LeBron, it's like, oh, well, Steph Curry's better than him, you know? And it's like, you know, statistically, the only thing Steph would be better at LeBron at is shooting three. Three points shooting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But LeBron about to fucking pass Kareem for the goddamn scoring, just like all time scoring. You know what I'm saying? Steph ain't gonna never do that shit. Steph gonna nah. be out the league before that happens. You know? Well, I, I'm gonna tell you, uh, Sujay had had touched on it, and um, like I said, 
on the on the pivot podcast, Fred Taylor has one of the best things. Um, do business when business is being done. And I think Sujak touched on it for sure. At a young age, LeBron knew when he was on the cover of Sports Illustrated uh, in that St. Vincent St. Mary's jersey, when he had ESPN there, okay, they making money off me. I need to find a way to make money back. So he knew that at a young age, do business when business is being done. And I, I think that's been his main goal as to where, you know, as much as he loves the legacy of LeBron in basketball, that's not going to define him after he leaves the game. That's not going to be the overall legacy that you just know him for. Because, um, like I say, you know, he's always doing business. Coming tomorrow night um, for the Thursday night game, him, his partner, Maverick Carter, and the other guy, they're going to be doing a watch-along similar to what the Manning cast has. This is LeBron James in the NFL's arena. Nigga, you play basketball. You're currently in season playing basketball with your fellow compadre street clothes and Westbrook. But that's beside the point. He's doing business when business is being done. So, like I say, you know, we're lockable. Like I said, I always remember him being a LeBron fan. And it is interesting to see that, you know, he could have very well been a Kobe fan, but maybe he missed out on that, you know, somewhat in the 90s or whatever. Because even I, I would say myself, I've never been where I've been a LeBron fan, but I've never I, I've never been a LeBron fan, but I've never for sure been a LeBron hater. I'm like, that, that people hating on that to me is just stupid. You know, you looking at greatness right. and, you know, what this dude can accomplish, you, you got to respect it. If you don't like him, you got to respect it. You know what I'm saying? And I, I think he should get more respect than he does because I, I just don't understand the, the constant hate that he receives. And, I mean, it's more like you you explained, Koyo. They, they, to me, it's like that scene from Bad Boys uh, too. He's a cocky nigga, and yeah. I think that rubs a lot of people the wrong way. Of course, of course, fellas. I mean, yeah, you made valid points about that, but I mean, like, I mean, the man gonna break the man. He gonna break Kareem record. You know, he didn't want him a couple of championships. Now, I mean, I mean now, now he won, won all the championships, championships and, and maybe won one more than Jordan. And you could be like, okay, well, he's the GOAT, but it didn't go like that. So, I mean, in that conversation, you know, we can we let can that die down. So, I mean, some people probably still argue that, but I'm just like, look, man, it, it is what it is. You got to win championships, bro. And, you know, last time I checked, six six is more than four. You know what I'm saying? So, uh that's not to diminish all the other accomplishments that he's made because he's done a lot of great accomplishments and things of that nature. But, I mean, to throw something out, throw a curveball out there, y'all, the person I feel bad for is goddamn Lenny Cook. And I know you probably don't know who Lenny Cook is, but they did a documentary on him. But Lenny Cook was the same class as LeBron James and at one point was better than LeBron, but you know, attitude and cockiness. He didn't make it to the league and pan out like well, he made it to the league, but he didn't pan out like that. But uh yeah, so yeah, LeBron was on the path to success from a young age and he's still on the path to success, you know, and I think, you know, once he retires and stuff, he'll be, 
you know, he'll just build an empire even more and be more involved in things. And, you know, he'll, he'll just do, you know, have great things. I mean, he will always get hated on, you know what I'm saying? But, I mean, like they say, if you ain't doing something right, you ain't got haters if you ain't doing something right. So, I mean, he'll be he'll be fine, man. In my book, y'all good with me. I ain't got nothing bad to say about him. So he just, you know, I hope he don't try to be a GM like Jordan. You know, that's it. Yeah, but the, the Braun super team thing, I think, is why he's going to – like, that's another thing, I think, that caused the haters to, to come around. That he, he had to leave Cleveland to go be with D-Wade in order to win a ring, right? And then Braun's coming over there. They had three of the top four from – um, or the top five, excuse me, three of the top five from that 2003 draft on the same team, right? And so then Braun did what he did. They left. He goes to Cleveland, Kyrie and Kevin Love, another pseudo super team. And that's what precipitated Kevin Durant joining the Warriors and forming that super team. And so fortunately, I think we're out of the super team era now. But that's another thing right, wrong, or indifferent that I think will be a part of and attached to LeBron's legacy is he kind of proliferated this super team era that saw us with him or the Warriors in the finals for what? The better part of 10 years? Roughly. Yeah. Um, Because like you said, that's been one point of contention to where, you know, that you had the emergence of Golden State. And, you know, one of the famous things about that is KD leaving to go join them. Stephen A said that was the weakest move he ever seen in NBA history or what and whatnot. And um that phew, would would you say that that was kind of the death of the super team? Um yeah, I think KD going but, but, that imbalance. I think the 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 kickback and the negative pub from KD joining the Warriors is what killed the super team. Yep. Because for me, as a as an older person, right, we never really counted championships. Like Jordan was the go to us, not because he had the six rings necessarily, it was his mindset. Nobody really ate while he was winning championships and he was the unquestioned alpha on that team. And so not until social media did folks start wanting to compare stats and championships that we start, oh, well, Jordan is the goal because he got six and Kobe only got five, right? And I think LeBron heard that because, again, he grew up in this social media era. He started chasing championships, building super teams, and then KD chasing Bron started doing the same thing. So I think that this whole ring counting championships being the barometer by which we met, we measure greatness and the GOAT and that being attached to LeBron will be either a scarlet letter for him if you're a LeBron hater or if you're a Bron fan, how he changed the game for the better or for the worse, regardless of your opinions. It's kind of where I fall out in the discussion. I would definitely agree um, because as I wanted to do with this discussion we, we've had uh, so far was not to have the same 
oh, well, I think LeBron better than Kobe, or I think LeBron better than Mike, or Mike better than all of them, or Kobe is better than, you know, whoop-de-whoop. Um, it, was, it was to show that during these different eras, um, when it came to the top, these cats were at the top of their game. And, you know, it, it's not one is better than the other for the simple fact, I mean, uh, like I say, this this was one thing because as we're getting into the Golden State era, um, I want to go to how the three-point shot is basically the only thing that's differentiating. Um, well, not the only thing, but one of the major factors differentiating today's game with the game of the 90s and the 2000s. Um, along with their physicality, you got less physicality because the ball isn't dominated through the big man anymore. Everybody's on the perimeter, and one of the worst things you want to do is put a shooter on the line for three free throws. Um, like I said, in the 90s, uh, three-pointers made average was four. Three-points attempt was 11.4. In the 2000s, 5.6 was uh, the average of three-pointers made. 15.7 was attempted. So right there, you almost have uh, 50% jump in attempts just in, you know, that 10-year period. 10 year period. Um, now in the 2010s, that jumped to 8.2 made to 23.13s attempted. Uh, you know, going yeah, that's what I'm saying. That right there is, a, is another over 50% jump in the amount of three-pointers attempted. And, you know, we got the small sample size of the 20s of the 20s. Right now, you have 12.4 three-pointers made with 34.6 three-pointers attempted per game. Compare that to the 90s. I mean, it, it's, it's ridiculous. You, you have the amount of threes being made now is more than the amount of threes that were attempted in the 90s game. And like I say, you know, you had the hand checking, you had the fouls because everything was going down low. You were not given that green light to shoot those threes. And, you know, that that's basically been the main thing. Cause like I say, turnovers per game have actually come down from what they were in the nineties blocks per game. Uh, in the nineties, it was 5.1 right now it's 4.8. That's not a big differential. Uh, steals per game, 8.4 in the 90s, down to 7.6, even though they say, you know, nobody plays defense. And right now with the threes being what they are, uh, the average is 111 points per game. In the 90s, it was 101. So, you know, and the thing about it, we talk about free throws. We talk about free throws. Uh, in the last 30 years right now, they're shooting the best percentage of free throws than they did in the 90s. So, I mean, you know, as much as we want to say, always, oh, you know, it ain't as physical, it ain't this, that, and other, it's just them adapting to the game as what is, is being called because right now the NBA is a product and you want to put the best product out there right now that you can. And for the most part, the last few years, it's been Golden State, where I would say as much we had the topic of Iverson, being one of the most, you know, impactful players of that generation. This right here, right now, the current game, you have to say Steph Curry is probably the most impactful player in the last eight to ten years of the league. Without in my opinion. Yeah, Without from question. The two, from 2010 to now, the, 
the game has changed tremendously, especially with Steph Curry and a three-point shot itself. Because now you watch games and we see more threes than we see uh, mid-range of shot. So it's either three points or in the paint type of shooting. Absolutely. So, I, mean, I can I can agree that he was very influential into the, the way this time period is. And, and I think to your point, Angry, the the game for me dictates who is going to be the best at the time, right? And so LeBron was 6'9", 260, with all of the skills of a guard, Carmelo size, and the athleticism of prime Jordan, right? So you put all of that into one, LeBron was going to be the best player in the league. I think, Right. again, not to reiterate, but I think chasing championships, LeBron changed his trajectory. He needed to go team up with better players in order to get rings to solidify himself as the GOAT. Steph, I think, was... We were talking about John Moran earlier, right? I think Steph, slight of size with his shooting ability, decided I'm going to change the game by pushing back how far I take three-point shots, and I'm going to try to impact the game that way. Now, he got with Steve Kerr. They run this offense that they want to get down and take open threes and force you to change their game, right? And so I think the three-point shot to the stats that you just gave dictated that because Steph was the greatest shooter in the three-point area, in the three-point era, that's how he now gets thrust into the conversation of being one of the best of all times. And so it's not Jordan versus Braun or Steph versus LeBron or Steph versus anybody from a different era. I just look at, okay, what is the game doing and who is the best at what the rules dictate today? And that's why I think, to your point, Steph has become one of the most influential players in the game of basketball because now you got 10-year-olds pulling up from the logo because of right. Steph and, and Sudo from Dame Lillard, right? And so your, your point to me right. is well warranted right. that Steph right now I think is the most influential player over the last decade, and I don't know if we're going to see somebody – do what he did to the game of basketball for 30, for 30 years. Like, I don't think we revolutionized the game again the way Steph has done it. Right. Because we went from the big – yeah, we went from the big man to the triangle, from the triangle to the one-two punch of Kobe Shaq. Then we transitioned. We went kind of back to what Ralph Sampson and uh, and Akeem was doing with the 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 Rockets in the the late '80s, early '90s, with Tim Duncan and David Robinson. You had two big men dominating, and then you went to the wing players with LeBron and uh, D Wade, where and Kobe were like the 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 dominant uh, forces in the league. But none of that really, like I didn't I didn't think the the game was changing. I just think it was kind of a different iteration of something that happened in the past. The stats that you just ran out, three-point shots at three times the clip that they used to be 30 years ago, that is a direct impact of Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors. And I don't know if anything comes along again to do that and change the game the way that that that, it, that, that we see now. I agree. And so that, that brings me to a question that I want to pose back, right? Like, so 
We talk about Braun in the top five and on the Mount Rushmore of basketball all the time. But is Steph on that short list now? Yeah, I mean, shooting-wise, yeah, but... No, 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 I mean, not just shooting. Like I'm talking, we're talking overall basketball player. To somebody who we just agreed revolutionized the game, is he going to be talked about as one of the top five players of all time? And if not, why not? That's a great question. It. I mean, I could see it being talked about years to come because, I mean... I mean, at some point, everybody's top five changes, but I do believe with the way Steph changed the game, he he could be considered as the top five. I don't see why he couldn't be considered top five. Like, that's my thing. Like, Steph Curry is, on for me, has to be – on the, the 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 Mount Rushmore of basketball, like you put Jordan, you put Braun, you could argue Wilt Chamberlain, Magic Johnson, whoever you want to put as the fourth player, but Steph Curry has got to be on it for me. And I know he didn't play defense and he didn't win a bunch of MVPs. Uh, or any of this, but basketball impact. I don't know how we're not talking about Steph Curry like he is otherworldly 20 years from now. I think that that's, like I said, that's such a great question to where I I think his impact will be uh, more appreciated after he's gone. Um, Because it's hard. It's hard to see it in real time. For the simple fact that, I mean, it's so many, I don't want to say copycats, but it's so many other players that emulate his style. Uh, like you said, you mentioned the Dame Lillards. Uh, you got the Trey Young uh, from, you know, that w- are able to get that green light to shoot from damn near half court. Um, you know, to where you have players like KD. I'm not saying he got his game from him, but Katie's seven foot, and he's going to look for that three more than he's going to look to go try to dunk. and I think he he's going to get appreciated more. Some may say as we get older, the ones that are older than us will fade away and, you know, not really be there to make that argument for the ones that came beforehand. Like, like, like as Koyo was mentioned before, the Dr. J's, the, um, you know, the George Gervin's, the Will Chamberlain's, the, the, um, you know, the Larry Bird's and the Bill Russell's, you know, and everything like that. I think he's definitely going to appreciate it more when he's gone because his impact and, and, and you know, it is going to be a lasting effect in this league, especially when, you know, you think about analytics, uh, you know, uh, I rather, I rather you shoot this three pointer because three is more than two. And, you know, <laughs> you, you, you don't have the big guys under the basket. That's why you have a player like Westbrook who's made a career damn the average in double digits getting rebounds because, you know, he's physical and he's able to just go down there and snatch them because there's no big man that'll clean the boards. So I, I think when he's, his career is said and done, um, he's going to be on that rush more. 
It's going to be him. It's going to be Jordan. It's going to be LeBron. Um, I, I want to say they're probably going to keep Chamberlain there. I'm iffy on between Chamberlain and Shaq. But um, that other player is probably uh, – might be Magic. And that, that's going to be your top five to where I, I, I think they have they, – they've had or are going to have lasting impacts on the league. And, you know, you might yeah, – I might be iffy on that one with Magic. I might swap them off for somebody else. I might swap them off for a KD to where – because I'm like, you know, they got that funny – I can't even pronounce his name, but, you know, as another kind of like KD, but KD a beast. Oh, Victor Wimbanyama. Um, yeah, yeah, that guy. Yeah. You want to you know, know who's on the, the short list to get my four spot? Giannis Antetokounmpo. See, yeah, he's absolutely right. I, You know, I keep saying he need to add this, he need to add that. Nah, he don't need to add shit to his game. He just needs to know what his, the fuck he's doing. <laughs> yeah, if he can stay healthy and just hone out, you know, little mistakes here and there, I'll say what he's handling, he's going to go down as one of the greats. Um, arguably, he'll go down probably, I would say, next to Dirk. He'd probably be Dirk as, as the best international players ever, for, for real. Because where his game has come from when he entered the league, it, it's tremendous. Oh, you, you got Dirk above Akeem? Oh, no, Akeem, the greatest international player ever, huh? Man, I kind of got with Dirk, bro, because I'm going to tell you, man, Dirk. Can, can you, Dirk, can man, you, invite, man, me, can you Dirk. invite me back so we can talk about this, like, in, in detail? Wow. <laughs> okay, because I'm like, that. hey, bro, Dirk, man, Dirk went to prime LeBron, prime D-Wade, prime Bosch. And fucking did that shit with cause he him him like like Hakeem had an unguardable shot. That Dirk fadeaway is like who could who could stop it? Who? Nobody. I Nobody. mean, so I mean hey, yeah, that's definitely a discussion we'll have to have for another day. Man, but in, I, that, in, that's why I got all my years. I never would have guessed you had Dirk. No, for real, bro. You gotta invite me back because I want to talk about this at length. Oh, most definitely, most definitely, we'll have to do it another time. We will, we will definitely have to get into that. I um, think that the last thing in in, in lockable, I'm interested to because, like, we're closing bronze window, right? And I think, despite the fact that the Warriors won um, last year, I think the the championship window with that core three, right? A Dre, Clay, and uh, and Steph is closing too, like. Put your Bron fandom aside. Do you think Steph or do you think Bron has had the better career thus far? So I, I fan fan fanboy aside, I still think LeBron has had a better career than Steph. Because I mean, if you look at LeBron's accolades over his course of his years, they kind of overtop. Steph Curry, I mean, he is the first person to come back three from a three-one deficit in the finals. Took a bunch of nobody against, to the finals. Against Steph's, against Steph's team too, for the record, right? They exactly. Three-one against against the Warriors. Yep. 
and he took a bunch of nobodies to the finals. He's dominated the league. He he went to the finals like what was the stat? Nine times in a in a row, something like that. I think I'm over exaggerating that nine. I think it was maybe it was it was around that range, but he went to the finals a bunch of times in a row. Uh I mean he's always he's been elite scorer all around boards, rebounds, assists. And I mean Steph, I mean Steph still got a lot of years to go. I mean don't get me wrong, I'm not knocking his four championships he has, but I think overall, I think LeBron's going to have a more, going to have a better career than Curry. You were, you weren't off. It was, it was eight in a row. Yeah, he was right. But yeah, I mean, for the record, I 100%, I 100% agree with you. I don't think it's close between Steph's career versus LeBron's career. I think LeBron, right. I think people just have LeBron fatigue to your point. He went to the finals eight years. He's been relevant for fucking 25 years. So I think people just have Bron fatigue. But Bron is a unicorn. LeBron James is one of the top three players of all time in the NBA. Easily. Right. Right. Last word, Cole, to Cole, to Cole, yo. Who do you have possibly on your Mount Rushmore? Man, I got... Man, I got... uh. Man, I got Mike LeBron. <laughs> uh, that third person kind of tough, tough to pick, man. But shit, I mean, I guess I'll put Kobe up there too. Mike LeBron and Kobe. We need a fourth one. Who's who's your fourth? Uh, Shaq. Okay. Yep, yeah. and then I guess the fifth person would be uh Kareem. For me, that'd be my fifth person. Waiting in the wings to get on your Mount Rushmore if we had five faces instead of four. So, yeah. Mike, yeah, Mike, Braun, Cole, Shaq is your four. That's, I mean, yeah. I don't think there's any wrong answer here either, right? Yeah. I mean, that, that's what I would go for. I mean, like I say, yeah, if they put another, another face, it would be Kareem. But I'm going to go with them four for sure. Well, with that, I think we're going to put a bow on this special edition of Give Me My Points podcast. Yeah, we're going to bring this years. over to like, like three episodes because we've been talking for a while. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah we, we have. Yeah, we, yeah, it's going to get broken up. You know, it's going to chop it up a little bit. Um, You know, want to say thank you. To the participants on the panel, uh, Sue Jag, Koyo, thank you for joining this episode. Please like, share, subscribe. And with that being said, lockable. Peace.